I'm Mary Sharpenberg. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm a senior marketing major here at USD. Mary, you're like one of the, uh, you're, you're the quintessential Numenite when we talk about what's a Numenite. Uh, well, someone that's just kind of a part of the fabric of the place, uh, and you're in your last few days. Mm -hmm. So, uh, thanks for joining us in Catholic Conversations. Uh, looking forward to this conversation. Uh, and to start, curious, what was faith like for you before you got here to the University of South Dakota and to the Newman Center of St. Thomas? Yeah, so I, I'm cradle Catholic, so grew up Catholic my whole life, um, going to Mass every Sunday, going to religious ed, doing everything that you just, just naturally do as a kid that's Catholic and raised by Catholic parents. Um, but I always felt like something was a little, little missing, so my senior year I decided to um, take on teaching a eighth grade religious ed class. Um, I felt like they needed to see someone young and I remember being in religious ed and and like these people know nothing about me like they're old like what do they know about my life and the faith like what do they know they're in such a different place and so I wanted to like bring in some youth and then my sister was the Sunday school director at our church and she's like Mary I really need someone to teach my Sunday school class for my three and four year olds and I was like no, I don't think I can lead the class because I was just an assistant leader with my eighth grade class. So I didn't really do much. I just kind of did the techie stuff, but I was at least a face. But then she was like, kept pushing and pushing and I was like, fine, I'll do it. And um, so I led these three and four year olds and it was challenging, but it was so cool to see that like they had such strong faith as a three year old, um, which really inspired me to kind of do more and want to do more. And I never really did anything. I wasn't... Okay. I'm struck. <laughs> the face of three and four year olds? Yeah. What did that look like? Yeah, it. Um, one of our little boys had a, um, a baby doll that he carried around and he called it baby Jesus. And he actually got in trouble in, because um, he was evangelizing in daycare, <laughs> saying, this is baby Jesus, look at baby Jesus. And you see a little boy with a baby doll and you're like, that's a little weird. But when he associates the baby, baby Jesus it was like whoa and then even like we did a whole thing where it was like Thanksgiving like what are you thankful for and all like the first thing these kids said was Jesus God church like these things and I'm like they're three and four and that wouldn't even been the first thing I probably would have said as a 17 year old and so I was just like whoa <laughs> these little kids like One's evangelizing in daycare with his baby doll, and these other ones are saying that's the main thing they're thankful for. Of course, they went in and said unicorns, they're blanky, like their parents, but the fact that they even said God was crazy to me. Yeah, it's so helpful, uh, I think, even as you get ready to go out into the world now, to realize, like, you, we see things, but underneath it, maybe other people are hearing something different, or they're like, now you putting concrete facts to that's like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as opposed to like the faith of three and four year olds. So, yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, this was, yeah, continue. You were. Yeah, this kind of was sort of the catalyst that like made me know I wanted more in my faith because when I was younger, even in high school, I just was never involved. I never went on the retreats or the trips that my church had. Um, but it wasn't until my sister went to college and I saw how her impact from the Newman Center like changed her and how she grew where I knew I wanted 
to go to a college where I could grow in my faith and like have a place to be at. And that's what really pushed me to come to USD here because I saw this Newman Center and it was so established, had a priest. My sister didn't even have that. Like she, theirs was just a house. They had mass in the basement of a house and didn't, sometimes didn't even have mass because they couldn't get a priest to come. And I saw how much she grew with that. And I was like, wonder what I could do here with all the resources I had. So yeah, just kind of going from nothing, just being a, just a regular Sunday goer, that's pretty much it, to like knowing like, okay, I think I need to do more. Like I think I'm meant for more, basically, so. So tell us about yeah. the four years. You spent four years here at the Newman Center. Yes. Uh, in what ways has your faith taken a new journey? Yeah, so. I moved in early because I was in the marching band and so I had nothing to do, no friends, so I came to the Newman Center and I was like, wonder who I could meet, who's here right now? So I met some of the missionaries and got in contact with some of the older missionaries that have passed, but I knew I wanted to join a Bible study. That was something that I never had access to, really, or didn't know of. So I was like, who do I get in contact for that? And I joined a Bible study and made some good friends. And it wasn't until my second semester where I really truly dived into Newman life here. Um, Cause I had some other friends that were all Catholic. And so I was never really pushed to come here. I still get to Bible study, but it wasn't until like, I was at my lowest point of, I had really no friends here. I was contemplating transferring. Like I just was like, I, I didn't know, I knew I had nothing here. And it wasn't until I was like, okay, let's dive in. Let's really get to know these girls in my Bible study and see where it can go. And it led me to some of the most truest friendships I've probably ever had. And it led me to come here more often and join Newman Board and run the social media here for the Newman Center. Like it was just one friend, my friend Veronica, who was like, come to this Newman Board meeting. I never even applied to be on Newman Board. And she just said, just come. And I was like, okay. And I sat in and then I went once a month and I got put on the social media, which is my minor. So it is something I really truly enjoy. And I think a lot can be done with social media and spreading the word. So being able to bring what career-wise focus I am in to this area of my life, this other part of my life of my faith and share that is crazy. So I ended up, I've co-led some Bible studies. I joined discipleship. I go to daily mass, which I never had done before. Go to adoration, which I never really did before. And just fully like trusting that this is where I need to be and like what I'm doing has an impact. So this is astonishing. Uh, so you're telling me you were in a Bible study, mm -hmm. you came to the Newman Center, you had witnesses in your life, grew up in church, you came all that, and then you get in the Bible study, and you're telling me that still the thing hadn't happened for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, so, so reiterate, I think I heard some inklings. What is it that moved you from a position of being a part of stuff, but discovering this is for me, like mm -hmm. I belong here. Yeah, it was definitely the community that Newman creates. Like 
we were all freshmen terrified to go study in the library or to hang out here in between classes. And it wasn't until like, I'm very naturally outgoing. And so I kind of was like, guys, let's do it. You know, the upperclassmen in the library aren't that scary. Let's just sit down and let's try to bring our community that we have and hang out outside of Newman here. Let's bring it in here. Cause nine times out of 10, if I'm sitting in the library and daily mass is about to start, someone's gonna come in and say, wanna go to mass? and it pushes me to go to mass. So just by hanging out here, experiencing dollar dinner, just doing my homework or just stopping in to see who's around has led me to go to more things I never would have done and go to more than just Bible study. Go to the daily mass, sign up for an adoration time, do these things that like push me out of my comfort level just because of hanging around people who have the same goal to get us to heaven and to grow in our faith and just being surrounded by that all the time. But with the aspect of school along with it has really pushed and to see people like my age are doing it, I can do it. Yeah, and the, um, the thing I really see is there was a moment where you had to contribute something. Mm -hmm. You had to make a decision. I am going to bring what I have into this place. Mm -hmm. You can have all the friendships, you can have all that, but it's separate. Mm -hmm. uh, and thinking about parish life and the ways in which the Newman Center will impact parish life, or it has impacted parish life, but mm -hmm. will continue to do that. Uh, that people can go to parishes but never bring what they have to contribute. And mm -hmm. it doesn't even mean, need to be in response to something that's like officially, but to decide to bring your community to Mass. Mm -hmm. To decide to go to the festival that, may, you know, how many parish festivals happen but people don't go? Mm -hmm. But the moment to say, no, we should go. Someone in that group needs to say, let's go. Yeah. So that was very <laughs> Usually it is me, yes, I'm the one that says, let's do this, let's talk to these new people. I always say the first two weeks of school are my favorite because it's the craziness of all these people are on at Newman through our events and I just get to run around and talk to everyone. Don't remember any of their names, but I get to talk to them and hopefully bring them in and give them the joy that I received here when I was a freshman because it can be so scary seeing all these people who already have their friends or hanging out and like it can just take one person to leave your your friend group for 30 minutes maybe just to go talk to someone you've never met before that could be the person who could bring them in and that's what i try to do or at least have tried to do and so how does all of that relate to jesus i mean he did that <laughs> he he had he invested in his friends and then said hey friends go invest in other people so like yes i have my friend group that i truly love and have grown so much with them but like you need to go out and get more people because if it ends with us, it ends with us. But if we reach out and grab someone to pull in, they could have a whole bunch of people they pull in and then look how, how, much, how much we've grown. And that's like how I, how I always pictured Jesus did it. Not really, like I just can't imagine olden days, you know, like walking around everywhere. I just try to relate it to like, if he was here in this day and age, how would he do it? And I'm just like, let me try a little bit, be a little bit. And, and what's the fruit of that then for you, of doing it that way, of living your faith that way here at the Newman Center? Um, it's just let me meet so many people I probably never would have meet, met and have these people that come from so many different backgrounds. Like, 
and grow. Like almost all my friends are from small town. I'm from Omaha, Nebraska, not a small town. Grew up in suburbs, didn't have cows in my backyard like a lot of my other friends have. And just seeing how like they were raised and how they do things, but also just like feeding off their knowledge that they grew up with. And like everyone has their unique skill that they contribute. And being able to experience the skills that people have that I don't have, it's just been so amazing to see that I never would have. I never would have met these people, never would have experienced these things if I didn't do that. Tell me about some of those aspects of faith and how it's helped you grow in friendship with Jesus over the last four years. Maybe a better way of saying it is, who is Jesus Christ to marry today in mm-hmm. a way you wouldn't have known him four years ago? Yeah, okay. Um, before here, I never truly really saw Jesus as like a friend. I just kind of would go pray and be really formal and like think I had to speak to him a certain way or be a certain way to go talk to him. And through college, I've noticed that like, no, he truly is someone who is there for you. He is a friend. You need to have conversation with him. You need, yes, he's all knowing. He sees everything. He knows what's going on. But it's the difference of you coming and telling him, hey, this is what happened in my day. I saw you here. I saw this here. And just like speaking to him like he's my friend, like we're having a conversation. Like I don't need to be using all formal language and speaking all formally because he knows that's not how I am. I'm a big goofball. I make jokes. I'm just like, that's just how I am. And he knows that. So I should speak to him the way he knows me. And that helped me get closer to him because I acknowledge he's he's here for my like he wants me to be better he wants me to grow and just like a friend would and i need to talk to him like a friend and have conversations with him and pray more and like i never had a daily prayer life until college and lent my freshman year me and my friend rachel jackson that's what we did is before class we'd meet up at at our dorm walk over here we would pray for 30 minutes then we'd go to the muck and sit there forever. We had a booth, we would sit down, I'd do my online class, other friends would come come and go from the booth every time, and we sat there probably till dinner time. Like, just coming and going. And just because we started our morning walking over and praying, and once Lent ended, we just continued doing that every morning. And we did it for the rest of the semester. And that's what really started my daily life prayer. Yes, I did fall off, which is natural, you know, like, things happen and then I this year I was pushed to sign up for an adoration time and pray every Tuesday so at least having that consistent once a week prayer like with the Lord is something I wouldn't have done without my friends either because I was in discipleship and I was like you know I go to Bible study right after this I'm here anyway if that slot is open next week I'll sign up I wasn't ready to commit right away and be like, let me put my name up. Nope, I had to be like, if it's still open next week, maybe I'll sign up. Sure enough, I walk in Tuesday, blank as can be. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I gotta sign up. (laughs) And so I signed up and it's helped me truly like grow so much more and like just get to know. You talk a lot about friends. Yeah. You talk a lot about other people. Um, what's the connection between all of these people and Jesus Christ? What do you believe the connection is between these people and Jesus Christ? Hmm. I want to say Newman. 
but that's just where I know everyone. But I truly think like everyone here is some sort of a friend and we all have a friend in Jesus. And so because we all have that close friendship means that I can talk to anyone here. Anyone here can be my friend because they're so, they're already we already have a common friend, you know? It's not scary to go talk to them because I don't know them because we already have a best friend that knows them so well. So let's just be friends, you know? Maybe that's the extrovert talking in me, yeah. being like, I can talk to anyone. But I think that's a good thing to know is like, you're never truly like, you don't know this person because you always have a mutual friend and Jesus, so. Have you met people here who don't know Jesus? Or don't have that friendship yet? Or didn't when you met them? Maybe. I, I do have friends here that aren't Catholic, um, that are wondering and pondering about the faith. But, yeah. I just thought of it. Yeah. Yeah, great. No, yeah, that's... that's uh... And I have met friends, like a lot of the exchange students this semester, they, they've found their way here. Yeah. And they come to dinner. And I've had... Uh, one of them's in my class, and so I do... I frequently talk to him. And just being able to share like the new man and like how what i believe i don't he's not catholic i don't think he's super into his faith but just the fact that they still come here for at least just a meal mm -hmm. it, it's at least opening up the conversation because yeah. he's come up and talked to me and asked me things or said things about faith and i'm just like okay because you saw me at newman you're willing to have the conversation and willing to grow yeah, it's awesome. Uh, well, you've grown quite a bit in your time at the University of South Dakota, but you only have a few days yeah. left here. How is life going to be different for you in parish life now that you've come through this uh, place of grace? Um, how is Mary going to enter parish life differently than when you departed parish life mm -hmm. four years ago? Yeah, I think I will enter very differently than when I departed because I've really come to realize what the mass truly means and to take it seriously and to take in every moment of it um before my family we kind of joke around a little during mass or maybe i didn't pay much attention or just kind of was going to go to like get the fulfillment done but now really experiencing like coming to church here, coming to Mass, it's completely different. Like, everyone is very quiet and just, like, truly experiencing the Lord's work in the Mass. Um, and so taking that back with me will be, like, my push to be like, hey, maybe don't make a joke right now. Or, hey, let's be listening to what he says. Or let's make sure we get there in enough time to pray before Mass instead of just showing up right when mass is starting or take a moment to pray after mass as well that was something that never experienced or yeah just kind of hopefully i can bring in a community or show that there is youth my parish i don't it has a lot of families but not a lot of age my age people so by maybe 
showing up doing something I don't know maybe I I don't want to say I'd start my own Bible study because that's a little scary doing something where I don't know anyone but maybe along the line down the road that could be my path and do something along that but yeah I don't know just hopefully creating a community or creating a, a space where we can feel more together, I guess. I don't know. What about uh, um, your gift of music? Oh, yes. <laughs> so I have been in music my whole life. I started piano in first grade. I was in band, I was in choir, I was in orchestra, the whole shebang. I'm a very musical person. My um, my confirmation saint is Saint Cecilia, patron saint of music. So, but I've never really done much with it with church. Yes, I've I sing at mass. I love singing at mass, but I don't sing in the choir. I just sing with my in the pew, or sometimes I would like sing praise and worship. Um, I did that like once a year. <laughs> But I never like was pushed. I, I don't know why I never joined the choir here at Newman, especially once it got up and running like pretty substantially. But um, this week, my dad sent an email to our um, music director back home um, at my parish at St. Pat's. And he goes, my daughter's moving home from college. She's a great singer. She should sing in the choir. <laughs> and didn't even tell me he was sending her the email he like just cc'd me in the email and then later in the day i get the email and then she emails me and he goes oh yeah by the way you're gonna get an email i think you should join the choir and i was like oh maybe um i sang in our praise choir when i was in high school for maybe like a couple masses because i said that's what i'd do for lent is i would sing in the choir and then it kind of fell off and I didn't sing in the choir um so and I just was like maybe I should sing maybe I sh I don't join the choir like a lot of people have come up to us after mass saying I'm a good singer complimenting me all these things and I I know my gifts can really be useful because we don't have many singers at my church it's very kind of quiet no one around in the pews super sing which is very sad for me for someone who loves music um and so I'm like, maybe I should. And then I went to confession this morning and the priest was like, I'm not saying you have to do this for your penance, but it's Advent, you should consider giving back, doing some charity, maybe volunteering at your church, maybe doing these things. And I was like, oh, I could easily sing in the choir. <laughs> maybe I should. And then I go to mass this Sunday morning and father brings up how people from the Newman going back to their parishes are bringing a piece of here to there. And he brings up that this one student just joined the choir one day at mass and was singing. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> like, do I need to join the choir or what, God? It seems like I need to join the choir that this has happened. He's like knocking on my door, like, join, sing, like, and... It's, it's kind of scary for me just because I have to sing in front of a bunch of people I don't know, which has always been kind of hard for me. But yeah, so I really think um, I'm going to join the choir. <laughs> but not only does joining the choir allow me to like bring the gift of singing, it also gets me in the door of church. 
for practices. I'm in the chapel, which is a big fear of mine because it's so convenient walking by Newman. Okay, I can just jump in and go spend some time with Jesus. When I move home, I gotta get in my car, I have to drive, I have to make the choice and actually go. It's not just a like, oh, I should hop in. I'm not just hanging out in a library and people say, you wanna go to daily mass and just pull me into mass. So I don't have that luxury. And so this is one of those things that I can utilize to help grow when I move home. But also being in the choir shows that, look at this young girl singing in the choir, maybe I can sing in the choir. Or maybe I'll come to mass more often now because I like the music better and people are actually singing. Or yeah, so yeah, it, it was a big tell that I should join the choir today is what I got out of mass. <laughs> Well, Mary, I am grateful for your time here. It's been a blessing these last uh, three weeks, three semesters, a uh, year mm -hmm. and a half to know you. Your social media has been a huge blessing to many people on Instagram particularly, but the social media platforms across the board. Uh, so thanks for your creativity and um, the, the ways you contributed to the Newman Board and the mission here. Uh, your last example to me is really striking as what it means to follow Jesus. There's promptings that happen, and then the Lord is like conspiring to gather us. And so the, the thought in your mind, the prompting of an email from your dad, the confession, the homily today, the example that was used about uh, the young man who went home at Thanksgiving and joined his choir, and um, all that is is like proposed to your freedom because you still can say no, mm -hmm. but increasingly your faith has helped you say, I think this is you, mm -hmm. and to trust that. I don't have to solve my life's problems. I don't have to even figure out how I'm supposed to evangelize. I don't have to figure out how I'm going to become holy. I have to follow Jesus, and this is following him. And so then you say, I'm going to sing. And then from that, yes, look, already you're like, oh, and this is how he wanted to keep me close to the building of the church. This is how he wants to give me a little taste of a life of prayer. This is how maybe the community Maybe it's not a Bible study, maybe it's a different kind of group, or maybe the young people are then gonna end up coming through the music program, mm -hmm. or like, who knows? Mm -hmm. But you have to follow mm -hmm. him. And as you follow him, it grows. And so there'll be many more opportunities where you'll have to be attentive to stay awake to where it is the Lord's working. Um, but ultimately, I, I think you offer a beautiful witness of what it is to like say, okay, I'll take the risk. Mm -hmm. But look at the fruit. Mm -hmm. And this is the whole life you have. There is no difference, Mary, between what you're talking about right now and what you will be doing when you are 60 years down the road. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. And that's the beautiful thing about witness, is witness to Christ and witness to the life that we have. It is helpful when they're in particular stages or periods. You know, but ultimately, witness is a human experience of the divine coming in. And so someone who is already 70 is like, oh, Mary was really helpful to me. You'll <laughs> 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 be watching this or listening to this and I'll be like, Mary, God's conspiring to get me too. And I've been saying no. Yeah. Or 
maybe they have an explosion in their heart and they're like, I know the joy Mary has right now because I said yes too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Any last words you'd like to offer as you prepare to load up your vehicle (laughs) and have a time mission? Yeah. Um, I just would challenge everyone to just say yes to one thing that kind of makes you a little uncomfortable. Because that's what's got me where I am today. I was supposed to be in a completely different Bible study than what I was in. But I was like, I'm going to stick with this one friend I met, like the first week of school. She's in this Bible study, so I'm going to go in that one. And it let me grow. And then I was scared to do more from that. I was like, yeah, I just go to Bible study. But I said yes to when my Bible study friends asked me to hang out. And then I got these great friends from it. I said yes into discipleship, and it got me to grow even more. I said yes to run on Newman Board and do the social media, and that challenged me to not only grow professionally, but also like in my faith through it. So it can be really scary, but just know that like everyone here is your friend. Everyone here is wanting the best for you. And so by you saying yes, yes, you could fail. Yes, it could be more time on your plate and you got homework or whatever, but homework passes, you know, you're, you're done with school. Like I'm, I'm really at that point where I'm like, school isn't my number one priority and it shouldn't be. This should be. And yeah, so because I pushed myself a little bit and said yes to be, to do the things that I all did throughout my three and a half years here. If I would have never said yes to the very first thing, I never probably would have been here. So, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Come to your life from Catholic country. Go Yotes, go Jesus. <laughs>